Welcome to Wood Talk for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now here are three guys who, if combined, would make one hell of a woodworker. Mark, Matt, and Shannon. All right, welcome to Wood Talk number 348 for January 13th, 2017. It's a weekend show! It's the weekend! Yeah, doing weekend Yay. stuff. Yeah. If you're ever wondering like why we lay it on so thick is because it's usually Monday when we record this. <laughs> we're like trying to get ourselves into the weekend mindset. Shannon's thinking about assembling Lego uh, Ghostbusters yeah. buildings, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. I'm thinking about drinking chocolate milk because I found a really great resource for fantastic chocolate milk. Man, I want some right now, and I have to wait till the weekend. Cow, brown uh, cow? No, they are they are regular normal cows with regular uh, udders, teats, if you will. And uh, it's just a, there's a local farm that actually does deliveries, and it's really reasonably priced. And they just have fantastic chocolate milk. It's it's delicious. Anyway, uh, you know that really has nothing to do with anything, but it's uh, <laughs> par for the course on Wood Talk, right? It is a weekend <laughs> show. Let's talk about chocolate milk. Okay, so we have a question here from Chris Salamone. I don't know how you say his last name. He's the four-eyed guy, right? Yeah. That's not an insult. That's the name of his show. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, You got to be careful with that. Emails about that one. Exactly. I've been wearing glasses all my life. Yeah, that four-eyed guy over there. (laughs) They used to call me four-eyes when I was little. (laughs) Uh, He does make fantastic, fantastic videos, though. Uh, So he has a good question. It's not really a good question. It's a funny hypothetical question. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's a terrible question. Let's call it what it is. It's, it's really a, a difficult uh, conundrum. Okay, so you, he says, you're approached by a magical deal-making wizard who offers you the following scenarios. And by the way, I'm, I'm thinking of Matt Vanderlist as this wizard <laughs> with the long beard, yeah. and he's the woodworking wizard. But uh, he's borrowed Aiden's wizard hat. Yeah, so he's exactly hat. right. His uh, role-playing hat. His LARPing head. Um, okay, so number one, you wake up tomorrow morning missing a finger of your choosing. You would be missing this finger only from the tip to the closest knuckle. So you got a little stubby. Uh, in exchange for this, you would have the comfort of knowing that you will never experience any shop mishap. You will experience no pain, phantom or otherwise, from the removal of the finger. This is so morbid. Um, you will simply wake up tomorrow morning with this new norm. Or number two, go about your life as normal. Ten-fingered, but with the reality of risk. Uh, he says, I'm, as I'm writing this, I realize this isn't really two scenarios so much as one deal. My question, would you take that deal? This is very mm. interesting. And I think, you know, we talked about uh, on Monday's show, we talked about posting the picture of the table saw and getting the saw stop comments. And it's this is kind of like, it's fresh on my mind. Because when you are getting a regular saw... And you're not going for something that has technology that's going to save you. Um, you really are banking on the fact that you are going to always be attentive and you are never going to injure yourself on that. Like that's the kind of the social contract you make with yourself when you're buying these tools. Because otherwise, if you thought that there was a real possibility you would lose a digit, you probably wouldn't buy that tool in the first place, right? So we all kind of go in with that knowledge or at least that expectation. So this is kind of saying... I actually think there's a good chance I might hurt myself, you know, to a large degree that I'd rather lose that little tip of my finger before, you know, do, doing something worse. That'll prevent me from doing those things. So uh, let's go around the table here. Um, Matt, would you take that deal? I'm going to go with no. So then explain why not. Well, it's the life I'm living right now. It's pretty it's, good to me. It's the status quo. Mm. So you're so you're pretty confident that I mean, because obviously we have like 
I, over the course of our careers, I think you could probably number it in the hundreds of minor bloodlettings, you know, just little cuts here, chisel cut, little mm-hmm. thing, things that aren't mm-hmm. really going to make you go to the doctor. Um, this is really banking on the fact that you, you are gambling that you are not going to have any major industry injuries that you would regret later. You're, you're pretty confident that that's, that's going to be the case. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 trying to squeeze a little more out of you there, Matt. I know uh, what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> I try to squeeze a little more filler out of you. Okay. Uh, there's not much yeah. left. <laughs> I'm all out of filler. No, I don't know. I just don't feel like it's, uh, I kind of like to have them on my fingernails. Oh, I see. Okay. So this is something I really didn't anticipate here. I'm also assuming that who cares? You're just missing one of your, basically, yeah, you're right. One of your fingernails. Um, but that's a good point. Maybe you you really are concerned about living a life that doesn't have a full ten finger setup, and that bothers. You. Maybe it's your maybe it's your nose picking finger, and it could be yeah, problematic. Could be. <laughs> you never know. It could you certainly, know, be. you know, Matt and his flashy pinky rings. Maybe that's right. He needs that. That good, you know. Yeah, it's not a little bit of extra bling. Right. So, uh, Shannon, what about you? What do you would you take that deal? You think it's worth <clears> the the risk or worth I've, losing a finger? I'm not taking the deal either, and for a couple of reasons. First of all. You know, the this is a woodworking show, so let's throw out the whole without, you know, if there were no risk at all, I think I would do really stupid stuff, you know, and yeah, maybe I wouldn't get hurt, but, you know, I certainly couldn't film videos anymore because, you know, just yeah. because I'm invulnerable doesn't mean you guys should be trying this. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's like the, you know, if you never get any criticism, if it's nothing but, hey, great job, you know, you never get any better. And I think there's a little bit of the same thing going on here. If there's never any risk that something could go wrong. I don't know. It just feels like you'd be losing part of the experience. Um, But the real reason I got 35 years of piano lessons, man, (laughs) I got to give up a finger. That's all out the window. You know, I mean, all that investment of those years to learn to play the piano and now I got to deal with nine fingers. You know, I wish I had 12 most of the time. So No, there's, there's life outside of woodworking that would require all 10 of those fingers. So mm. I'll, I'll take the risk that, you know, that accident may come along and it may have nothing to do with my fingers. Maybe I'll lose a toe. You know, yeah. Yeah. if I were losing a toe, that'd be okay. Cause I'm not going to play the organ anytime soon. So I can keep my feet, you know, one, one toe on my foot. I'm okay right. with that. But, so I, I've got two things impacting my answer. One is a personal family situation. My stepdad um, lost, I would say about a good solid quarter of his index finger when he was a kid in a push lawnmower incident. So think about that one for a while. Um, so I grew up with that and he, you know, he's been in the family since I was like five years old. So as far as I can remember back, there's been a man in my family with a little stubby finger and his nickname used to be stubby. And so I'm kind of like used to that and it's not an off-putting thing. It's not weird to me and it's something I'm kind of used to seeing. So that's one thing. Um, number two, I mentioned it before the hundreds of other small to medium level injuries that just kind of like stupid thing. I'm I'm putting together the table saw the other day and I was working with, um, adjusting the riving knife. Nothing's powered. I don't even have a plug on the table saw yet, but I did have the blade in there because I'm doing a riving knife alignment. So as I was trying to tighten something up, I, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? Allen wrench kind of lost its grip and my finger went forward and I just got a really nice deep cut on like right from my knuckle to the the tip of my nail. And it was not that big of a deal, but it bled. It was annoying. And then I had to do the rest of the video with a band aid with blood coming out of it. And I looked like an idiot. (laughs) 
right? So, you know, this is saving myself not from catastrophic injury, not just from catastrophic injury, but all those little pain in the butt injuries that make you go, "Ah, geez, you know, now I got to stop for five seconds and duct tape this thing back together. So between that and my lack of like just fear or reservation about someone who has lost the first segment of the, of a digit, I might take the deal, you know? Mm. And I, and I, I like what you're saying, Shannon, about like losing some of the thrill, I guess maybe of, of what it is to be a woodworker, to take these sharp tools <laughs> and control them to make something awesome. Maybe, maybe that would be a, like an end product of it, yeah. like a loss of that passion. Listen, listening to you say that back, it just sounds stupid now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thrill of woodworking. That just sounds like unnecessary thrills, you know, yeah, maybe, I'll pick I up, know. take up base jumping instead. Isn't really there like a, there's a little bit of a Tim Allen, you know, har, 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 grunt action going <laughs> yeah. on. We're using amazingly sharp, dangerous things to make beautiful stuff you know so i, think I just think about bill murray and in, in uh, groundhog day mm-hmm. and you know he was invulnerable there because he just woke up to you know sunny and share every single morning and it became a very uh very terrible existence for him to have to you know not be able to kill himself so there you go yeah it's it's an ex- existence really... without consequence yeah well, Something and here's another thing. That. How many times, and maybe it's more power tool focus that I think this comes into play probably for Shannon, but um, how many times do you make a decision to do something a certain way? Like the challenge of the woodworking process is that to not only come up with a way to do it, but a way that's safe. You know, and there are, there are tons of times where I'll look at something and I'll go, well, I could do it that way, but I might also like get a board launched into my face if I do that. So if that, if that risk of injury isn't there, you could probably take a lot more chances and be a lot more risky uh, and come up with less creative solutions to problems because it doesn't matter if it doesn't work. <laughs> you know, like true. you're not going to hurt yourself. Think so of that, all the time I say making jigs. That's true. They have freehand every cut to the table. Yeah, I, I, you that's could you true. could put the gripper out of business because your hand is your gripper, right? Just why you're yeah, put your hand over the blade. About, think about the number of the holes in your drywall from all the kickbacks that you don't care about. <laughs> that's <but> true. <laughs> it's the not, drywall behind this this saw is not invulnerable. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and then what do you do? You know, if look at I'm looking at both of you guys. You both have kids. You know, both of you secretly, whether you want to admit this or not, hopes that your kids will want to spend a lot of time in the shop. Hopes that they'll grow up to be woodworkers, right? No. Well, if you're invulnerable, your kid's not invulnerable. Yeah. So you know, you still have a have a um a role to play there, a model to set, and you know, if you just don't think about it anymore, mm-hmm. you know, you're not gonna. Hopefully you would think about it when your kid's in the shop, but you never know. It's bound to impact your complacency. Yeah. After 10 years of being totally invulnerable in the shop, will you think about, oh, I need to make sure that I unplug that saw before I change the blade? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the things that it's, it's commonplace now unplug the tool when you change the blade. Well, maybe you don't think that way 10 years after being invulnerable and you know, you could hurt the ones around you. Right. You hurt the ones you love as you always do. All right. Well, that was a very interesting thought experiment. Thank you for that, Chris. We appreciate it. And uh, let us know. This would be like a good survey question. Actually, a little bit twisted for sure. I I would like to know from the audience too. Would you take the deal? It'd be very interesting to find out. Uh, All right, Shannon, give them the contact info. We'll let them get back to their awesome, happy, fun weekend festivities because it's definitely not Monday today. Definitely not. Definitely not. It is most definitely not Monday. <laughs> yeah. If you have comments, questions, topic suggestions, or you want to chime in on whether you would take the deal or not with the, the four-eyed devil, you have Don't talk about Matt things. like that. <laughs> Vanderlist. Oh, that's terrible. Vanderlist does wear glasses, too, so this works. 
That's true. But look at that beard. It's so pointy and like it uh, is very evil. All he needs is rub- rubber bands in it, and it'll be complete. <laughs> and then we can call it Lou Albano. <laughs> a little Lou Albano uh, homage uh, there. Anyway, you might want to reach out to us. <laughs> Do that. Be a voicemail on Skype. That's uh, Wood Talk Online. That's oh. our username thingy there. You could like call us at 623-242-5180 or use our contact form at woodtalkshow.com slash contact or leave us a comment. And seriously, we want to know if you want to take the deal. And, uh, you know, leave us a comment at thewoodwhisperer.com and renaissancewoodworker.com and giantbandsawmill.com. Matt Cremona. <laughs> yeah. Slabbergasted.com. Slabbergasted. Slabbergasted. Yes. Uh, I want that on a shirt. That, that's that's a new, available, by the way. I checked it out. A that's new available. tagline for you, right. Matt. <laughs> Heading over there. I want to get slabbergasted. <laughs> Fantastic. Although Google constantly tries to change it to flabbergasted. So yeah. from an autocorrect perspective, no one will ever land on your website. Right. Google's going to send it to flabbergasted.com instead. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Bye. Goodbye.